Oh, wonderful day here at Indiana Beach, walking on this classic boardwalk in the middle of Indiana. This is the wildest place of all time. Hey, there's like a parade going on. Didn't know they had parades in Indiana Beach. I wonder what the route even is. Anyway, gotta check this out. All right. Oh, there's like a, a corn float. Oh, there's the there's the mascot right there, the the old IB Crow. Really good on Twitter. Yeah, I like him. Oh, and there's like a a Santa Claus at the end here. He's not dressed as Santa Claus. Who's that looks like... Is that Andrew from Coaster 101 at the end of the parade? <laughs> Andrew! Coaster bro! Coaster Andrew! bro, what's going on? Hey, what? Is this your parade? Yeah, they wanted to congratulate me on running a very successful uh, Coaster 101 Park Mania bracket, and they called me up and they said, hey, we want you to be in this parade. We don't have any floats. It's going to be a lot of pickup trucks and you're gonna ride in the back of one of them as the keeper of the bracket and we stop the steal of the Bush Gardens voters in the finals. So we want you in this parade, but yeah, they wanted to have me out and here I am. I, I came all the way to middle of nowhere, Indiana, and I'm here. That's amazing, man. Indiana Beach really must be the best park in America. They will to have you as the, the, the main guy at the end of the parade. Everyone awesome. else said. Everyone else said no. I know it's kind of a weird question, but I haven't seen you in a while. Um, do you have time to answer sixty-nine questions? Nice, but I got one question for you first. Yes. What What does it mean to be a roller coaster enthusiast? <laughs> That's a good TikTok reference right there. Best Best TikToker in the game right there. Anyway, yeah, I got time for sixty-nine questions. Let's do it. Who is Andrew from Coaster One Hundred and One? That's me. No, I'm I'm Andrew from Coaster One Hundred and One. I've been riding for Coaster One Hundred and One for about eight and a half years. Um, I'm the host of the very creatively named Coaster One Hundred and One podcast. I'm behind a good chunk of our social media at Coaster101.com. That's me in a very very quick nutshell. What are you most known for in the community? Good thing about Coaster 101 is nobody really knows who we are unless you're like really, really deep into it. And if you're that deep into it and you're like becoming like friends and like fans of certain bloggers, like I encourage you to just take a half a step back and be fine. But the things I'm probably known for, again, other than the podcast or uh, the Twitter or anything like that, I did write an article a couple years ago that ranked the top 100. Uh, Twitter or top 101 Twitter accounts in the Coaster uh, 101 or amusement park space, rather. And uh, not a lot of people enjoyed that article unless they were in it. So I got a lot of hate from uh, Disney fans and everybody who thinks it's the only theme park Twitter out there is um, or is Diz Twitter. And uh, but yeah, I run the the Park Mania poll and have done that for the last couple of years. So I'm the I'm the the faceless face of Coaster 101 at times because the other guys, you know, they prefer to keep anonymity, that's a good word, anonymity a little more uh, secret than I do. How did Coaster 101 get its start? So it was started uh, by this guy, John Stevenson, and John will probably listen to this, so shout out to John. Uh, but back in 2005, John was like a teenager. And he was presumably in his parents' basement because that's where all good websites start. But he created this website and 
you know, we have our uh, our first post is still cataloged on the website, and it's like, welcome to Coaster 101, where we're going to write a- reviews about coasters and more, and it's a really, really quick blog, and it just has kind of grown over the years. It obviously started with John, and now we've got a, a writing staff of eight people all around the uh, country. started with John way back in 2005, so we are, uh, this coming month, I guess, this is releasing, what, May 31st? Or yeah. somewhere around there. Uh, June will mark our 17th birthday, so we are almost a legal adult in website terms. You can almost buy cigarettes. No, they move that to 21. That's a couple more years now. Just kidding. If I was the clerk, maybe on accident. Yeah, you gotta can't trust you as a clerk, but no. yeah, a uh, couple more years. Not that we would buy cigarettes or alcohol, or we can almost vote. How about that? So how did you become a part of Coaster 101? So like everybody on the internet i was reading screenscape or something and they were advertising that coaster 101 had a photo contest and one thing about me is i constantly like entering things and trying to win and this i took like a photo of Loch Ness monster on like a ti-84 calculator that's how good the quality of the photo was um, but i entered the photo contest i followed them on twitter i ended up winning which was really cool but you know, a couple of months later, they're looking for riders. Um, as we recently posted, we're now looking for riders again. But I was always a theme park fan growing up, and I was actually a creative writing minor in college, and didn't really have a way, a much of a creative outlet otherwise. Um, written a, a little bit here and there, but. I was like, I like roller coasters. I like riding. I'm in this area where they're looking. And so I sent them some samples. And the first story I wrote about was the new water slides at Carowinds, which, um, you know, we've tried to be a little bit more timely on our news now, but I realized that this is October at this point, And I'm sure they announced these water slides back in like August. So it's like two months old late news at that point. At that point. I wrote about the uh, dorsal fin drop and surfer swell at Carowinds, which uh, they've taken down recently. So my career at Coaster 101 has spanned the entirety of the uh, first attractions I wrote about and actually surpassed them. What are you most proud about with Coaster 101? I am proud of the fact that we've continued just to grow our audience, grow our footprint, and kind of grow our reputation, uh, both in the coaster community with the fans, but also with the parks as well. Uh, we try to approach it from a fairly professional standpoint. I mean, we're not going to be the people with no offense to anybody who happens to be listening. We're not going to be leaking blueprints. We're not going to leak marketing plans. We're going to work to kind of build the trust and serve as that extension of a marketing and comms department. Um, And that way you get on the good side of the parks and they tell you things and you get access and things like that. But to me, it's all about relationship building. So I'm proudest of definitely our growth, which I keep a Google sheet where, you know, that first three months of uh, 2013 when I joined, it was... I mean, the views were like we had like 50,000 views for those three months total. And, you know, last year we had over a million sessions and it was the growth has been really good. And it's been consistent growth, which I am I'm very proud of. And I'm also proud of the fact that, um, you know, we do good work, but nobody really knows who we are. And that is that's something I, I'm particularly proud of. It's like we don't need a, a face and an identity or a a very clever TikTok where we're naming our uh, the most underrated roller coaster in each state for uh, people to know who we are. 
What has been the most successful thing about Coaster 101? I think it goes back again to that audience growth. I mean, we've had some stories that, you know, we haven't really necessarily broken the news, but I will go back to whatever year it was, 2019 maybe, 2018, something like that. The year the volcano closed at King's Dominion. Um, they just kind of buried it in a blog, and I saw that blog, and I was like, huh, should probably write an article about this, and it just did absolute gangbusters, and that was our busiest day in site history. I think now it's second busiest. I can't even remember what the other day was. You know, that's been really successful, but again, just growing the audience has been a huge success, and uh, continuing to kind of grow our footprint, the podcast you know, started as a pandemic project and that's grown into something of consistency. We're coming up on a hundred episodes, which we should hit sometime in July or August if I have my recording schedule and can keep it. But uh, call those all successes for sure. What is one of the biggest failures of Coaster 101? Uh, there's no failures. There's only opportunities. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, the only, I don't really want to call them failures. It's a bummer when like there's a big media event and we don't get invited to it and it's it's not a failure on our part i mean parks do things differently and i'm not not going to talk bad about any parks but it's tough to kind of break the seal and get get rid of the stench of lowly blogger when you know we try to treat it more of like a an amusement focused media outlet something like a blue loop or attractions magazine or amusement today or all these people who probably should now pay you for sponsor uh sponsor money on this true, uh, true. for mentions but you know we try to we try to give it try to treat it in a professional manner and uh sometimes for whatever reason you know SeaWorld has a bunch of influencers out to uh, ride all their roller coasters except for grover's air grover or whatever it's called now whatever was channel express because it was closed that day and you know we can't even sniff an invite but it's 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 all good i'm not mad i live in north i live in north carolina it's not like i could have gone down to um orlando for the day to ride coasters but no you know we got we got real jobs and real stuff to do but you know let's one day one day we'll be on the consistent list and that's just a it's a goal to keep striving towards what is your favorite piece that you've written? Oh God, I, I was I. You sent me these questions ahead of time, which it's what cheating here by I'm, I'm breaking the fourth wall by admitting this. <laughs> but I've written something like seven hundred pieces in the last eight and a half years, and asking me to pick one is going to be impossible. I'll give you a couple of my favorites. Um, I did a history of roller coasters in Myrtle Beach. Um, I just happened to visit there last summer, and I was like, well this used to be here and this used to be here and well let's dig a little further and it was just like i kept digging and digging and digging and that was a really fun deep dive on the history of uh posters there um i let's see i've had some really good interviews on coaster 101 that i've written people that are pretty cool to me like i interviewed uh professional wrestler cody rhodes and um, Matt Cardona, I've interviewed them for the podcast, or interviewed them for the site. I interviewed um, the guys like Adam Sandy, who's like the the industries or the coaster communities like tie into the industry, like everybody's favorite guy in the industry. So Adam Sandy sticks out. Uh, did a podcast with Dave Cobb, who was the creative director for Men in Black. 
love that episode. We talked to Dave for like two and a half hours that <laughs> night, and he was so just a gracious with his time, but b if I can plug my own podcast on your podcast, go back, listen to those episodes with Dave Cobb. They were such a good time. Just a mile a minute where we were coming up with drinks that were men in black themed because the ride was getting ready to celebrate its 21st birthday. And the, it was, uh, it's not your typical roller coaster podcast content. That's for sure. But we had a really good time. What is this? What is the parade doing? Why am I being suddenly thrown into the back of this pickup truck? What's happening here? I don't know. It appears that the parade hasn't figured out a parade route. We're like on the boardwalk and I don't know how to get out of here. Uh, yeah, you're going to go under the Hoosier Hurricane, but over the Cornball Express, and you're going to loop around Tiger, and if you get to Steelhawk, you've gone too far, apparently. But right now, there's a there's a definite logjam. I'm going to have to get out of this truck. Yeah. Um, you think the rest... There's no way this is going to continue. And there's a taco stand right next to us. Uh, hey, I do love tacos. Hey! These are some of the best theme park tacos ever. I, I can't wait. Let's let's uh, let's head that way. Let's do it. All right. Uh, while we're walking over there, what's your what's your favorite roller coaster? Oh, it's Fury Three Two Five at Carolyn's, and you know it's. Uh, I get a lot of crap on the podcast because I feel like there's a buzzer you can hit anytime I mention Fury Three Two Five, and it's almost every episode at this point. But I just it was one of the first coasters at Coaster One Hundred One that I got to follow from announcement to construction to opening, to riding it a bunch of times, and it's such a good ride. It's so enjoyable. Right now, I cannot currently fit in it because COVID was not very kind to my thighs. But working on it, uh, those B&M clamshells can be deceptively unforgiving, and uh, I'm trying to get back into it. So I'm working on it. One, The return to Fury and B&M hypers, gigas in general, is going to be a glorious day for me. That's for sure. What's your favorite drink at a theme park? Okay, this is going to sound just really terrible and basic. I just love a good iced Diet Coke. That's, you know, you got the, I've got the Cedar Fair unlimited drink plan. I go, I get my little paper red cup, which is awful for the environment, but good because I don't want to carry around a plastic bottle all day. I just load it up with Diet Coke or a Coke Zero if I'm really feeling froggy and get to the right stand. Uh, but yeah, I'm just a, I'm a chronic diet soda drinker, believe it or not. Uh, what's your favorite theme park food? I like to eat a lot. Again, that kind of just, that goes back to the not fitting in Fury thing. Um, but something I had recently that was really good was that the new excavator taters at King's Dominion, it were these barbecue or pulled pork barbecue loaded fries that had like a chipotle ranch and barbecue sauce and cheese and jalapenos and pulled pork on these fresh cut fries and my god they were so good that's really good um obviously love cinnamon bread because you can't be a theme park fan and not like cinnamon bread um but a a food that a lot of people sleep on is the pretzel nuggets and beer mustard at bush gardens both williamsburg uh williamsburg is like the german pretzel best in breslin and beer whatever it is in german i don't know i don't speak german um and then they've got them at Bush Gardens Tampa too, but they're like made in house. They've got a really good beer mustard to them. Those are those are some of the highlights for sure. What's your favorite flat ride? Oh God, 
I love a really good drop tower. Um, Falcon's Fury is one to me that is really, that's probably my favorite. I love kind of the, the rush you get. And obviously I know drop towers are a little bit of a sore subject in the industry right now. Um, but Falcon's Fury is my favorite drop ride or flat ride rather. What's your home park? Carowinds. It's like, I used to be about two hours away and recently I moved. And so I'm like 40 minutes away. I still don't go as often as you know, you would think somebody this close to Carowinds would go, but the good news is it's right there. I can, I've got my season pass and I've got my platinum pass and it's right up the highway. So, you know, I can get over there a good amount and was there a couple of weeks ago and not fitting in fury rode Copperhead strike a ton. So <laughs> what do you look for in a, in a roller coaster? Uh, floater airtime speed, Maybe a little ejector airtime. I'm getting too old for inversions at this point at the ripe old age of 32. Um, so my equilibrium is a little trash. But, yeah, I love I love speed and I love floater air. And, you know, you don't have to give me super – I don't need a super gimmicky beyond vertical drop or anything like that. But I will say airtime Pantheon I recently rode, and it was so good because of just the unexpected airtime I had throughout that ride you could be in any park in the world right now where would you be it to me it would be a park i would ne- i'd never been to and i just have some very embarrassing omissions of parks that like a lot of people have gone to i'm gonna say i'm gonna divide this up into the u.s and then abroad because there's no way i can just pick one again i i have issues picking one if you have not noticed this right now <laughs> i would say it would be a park i've never been to so let's say Hershey Park, never been to Hershey, which again is someone on the East Coast. It's a little questionable on my personal decision making, but it is what it is. Um, internationally, I would pick that park in Australia. I think it's Warner Brothers Movie World that's got the DC Rivals Typer Coaster. I would pick that, or I would pick Tokyo Disney Sea. So I I think those are three pretty solid choices. And if I can go to one more continent. Um, let's go with Europa Park just because Europa Park you gotta go to Europa Park I was talking about those tacos I'm hungry I need let's should I order some tacos you know maybe for the people some chicken some beef some steak some shrimp whatever they got here I don't know if I trust theme park shrimp but I'm about to order 69 tacos for the people listen I'm the grand marshal of the Indiana Beach Coaster 101 Park Mania Corn Graduations Parade. I want tacos. Give me some damn tacos. Let's get these tacos. Let's do it. All right. Fry them up. Let's go. Let's get go. I'm, it, it, if you guys want to eat, tacos on me. Let's run it. Let's go. That was really nice of you, Andrew. I think these people are going to be really excited. For all these damn tacos. Um, Listen, it hey, being Indiana Beach, they are on corn tortillas, which is to me is the preferred way to have a taco. Flour tortillas are good, but again, you're in Indiana. There's more more than corn in Indiana, but there's not more at Indiana Beach when it comes to tortillas than corn tortillas. All right, what song are you playing on repeat right now? This is this is really embarrassing. Um, that new Lizzo song. Uh, oh yeah. It's such a bop. It's so good. 
I can't. I don't know the Balenciaga dance or whatever. I don't know what to do with my hands right now. Um, but yeah, the Lizzo song, and I'm also. I mean, the stuff Silk Sonic is doing right now. I've got their new album that I just play on repeat from time to time. Seven seven seven, and then there's one other one that's Fly as Me. Those are those are the three that I just song after song after song in between episodes of the Coaster 101 podcast, available anywhere you listen to podcasts. What do you put on your pizza? It depends on the pizza place. Um, I, I typically like a classic pepperoni. Um, there is a wood-fired pizza place by me that I'm not going to name because they didn't pay for this spot. But um, they have a pistachio pesto pizza that's really, really good with fresh mozzarella. That's good. I love a good barbecue chicken pizza. Um, or just like regular, just like meatball on a pizza. So I just, I change it up depending on where I am. What's a movie quote you always say? I didn't want salmon. I said it four times from Step Brothers. I will just yell that out. Anytime somebody mentions salmon, I'll say, I didn't want salmon. Um, but movie, I quote way too many movies, mostly Will Ferrell movies. I mean, I, again, I was, I busted out the Ricky Bobby. I don't car ran real good. Not sure what I, not sure what I do with my hands, but I I quote way too many movies. But the salmon quote is one that I I throw around a lot, and nobody understands it. Uh, what's your favorite show to binge? Ooh, I'm not much of a binge watcher. I will I watch a lot of live sports on TV. I haven't. I'm not the type of person like I've never seen. I never got into Game of Thrones. I've never gotten any into really any Netflix show. If I was to sit down and binge watch something, it would be something on Food Network. Like Guy's Grocery Games is a good one. Supermarket Stakeout that just came back or is coming back as we record this. So we're going to wrap this up and go watch my good friend Alex Cornishelli, uh steal strangers' groceries. So, yeah, Guy's Grocery Games, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, Supermarket Stakeout. Um, I'm loving barbecue ball right now on Food Network. That's another good one. But yeah, it's it's Food Network. Like if I'm working from home, I typically have Food Network on TV. What's your favorite app on your phone? Twitter. Easy question. Twitter, 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 Twitter. Order up for 69 tacos. Yo, right here, right here. 69 tacos. This guy. The uh, bro. Grand Marshal of the parade. Give me my tacos. Thank you. Thank you for the tacos. These are. Uh, they're not very fi- they don't look very filling i guess that's what i get for uh 69 times eight dollars what are we what are we talking here like 500 dollars worth of tacos here so uh yeah it's for the people should we start handing them out here here here's the tacos yeah yeah everybody if you guys want some tacos come get some two tacos hey hey man can i get some of the tacos yeah how many you want uh let me get 67. I only have 69. What the? What do you want? Nah, man. I got a big family. I got my cousin, my sister, my wife, my girlfriend. They're all here, man. I need 67 tacos. All right. Fine. Here you go. So, uh, Coaster Bro, looks like we got one taco apiece. And it's like we've got like two shrimp and then this one has a bite taken out of it. I don't know how that happened. How did the farmer take a bite out of it? Or no, I don't, I don't even know if it was the farmer, man. I think it's just, we just, I don't just, know. To be it's expected weird. when you order 69 tacos, I guess. This is true. This is true. Are you a college sports fan? Yes, absolutely. I prefer yeah. college sports to pro sports. 
If you had to get rid of college basketball or football, which one would you get rid of? That's a very, very tough question. Um, for general enjoyment and my personal health, it would have if I have to pick one of the two of those, and I can't, you won't let me banish college baseball because just get rid of college baseball. <laughs> That's my PSA, my TED Talk, whatever. College baseball, not that great. Um, I would get rid of football just because it causes me a lot more mental anguish than basketball does. All right, who is your team in basketball? Oh, it's uh, the team that represents my alma mater, the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill Tar Heels. All right, if you could go back and change the outcome of one of their games, which one would it be? So my senior night in college, uh, we were playing – it was not senior night. It was the Duke – the senior Duke game, so it was in – it would have been in February. And Austin Rivers – uh, for Duke, he hit a buzzer beater shot that was my last Duke Carolina game in the Dean Dome in the Smith Center. I hate the phrase Dean Dome, um, and I just sat there and just contemplated like everything in my life that had led up to that moment. So if Austin Rivers could not hit that shot, and I've, you know, because of ESPN and everything they do, every time they play the Duke Carolina game with highlights. Like that shot comes up, and I have to remember exactly where I was sitting in the arena. I can give you the section. I don't know the exact row, but I can pinpoint with about four seat accuracy where I was. It was not a good night that night. All right, what was the best team of all time in college basketball? Oh my gosh, um, we're talking like schools, or are we talking just individual teams? Individual team. I think the best team for me was the 2009 UNC team. That's extremely biased, and I realized that answer. But that was my freshman year of college. We ran through the tournament. We beat, I want to say, Michigan State, but we, like, boat raced them in the final game. And I ran from the, the Smith Center, which is at the south part of UNC's campus, uphill a mile to Franklin Street and was, like, jumping over bonfires that night. So... That team, they had a lot of uh, a lot of guys come back because they had they lost in the Final Four the year prior, or the tournament to Kansas or something like that. So they had a lot of guys come back. Uh, your listeners may or probably don't actually remember the name Tyler Hansbro, but um, as a as a Missourian, you might know uh, the pride of Poplar Bluff, pride of Poplar Bluff, Tyler Hansbro, who led that team, was National Player of the Year that year. But yeah, that's been my. I don't know if they're the best team ever, but I would put them up against anybody I've ever watched. Who's the worst team of all time in this sport? Oh, my gosh. Last season's NC State team. I mean, that's <laughs> that's not true. I just don't like those guys. But What's the best venue to catch a, a game at? Okay. This is this is probably blasphemous, and I've never seen a men's game there. Cameron Indoor is somewhere that I've always had on my bucket list. Um, I, I think it's more like a bucket list because, I, again, I went to every – home basketball game pretty much during four years of college and then the year after college I had season tickets so I've seen a lot of games in the Smith Center and I know it can get up for big games and they can you know it can be quiet for some down games I would love to see a game and at Fog Allen Fieldhouse at Kansas or uh, the Breslin Center or wherever Michigan State plays their home games they call it the Izone or Cameron Indoor Duke I've seen a women's game at Cameron Indoor but you know, to be there as part of the pageantry and all that good stuff. I don't know if it's going to be the same with Coach K gone, but those would be places I want to see a game. But, you know, you, there's no place like home, so it's got to be Chapel Hill for me. If you could travel back in time 
to one game to watch it in person that you haven't been to, uh, which game would you watch? Oh, it would be Michael Jordan hitting the uh, the shot over Georgetown to win the NCAA championship in 1982. I wasn't even alive yet, so that would be a fun one. You know, that was the game they say uh, he went from Mike Jordan and he became Michael Jordan that night. So that was uh, that's something I definitely would have loved to have seen in person. Um, you know, for years I had a poster of him just hitting that shot, like this giant poster frame, black and white photo. I've still got it somewhere, but right now, it, um, after moving and um, cohabitating with my girlfriend, I had to get rid of some of the sports decor, and she, you know, it's, again, still around. Eventually, I'll hang it up again, but uh, not right now. All right, so being that we uh, each had the equivalent of half a taco, Coaster Bro, do you think we should uh, we should go take a spin on uh, Tigger or... Uh, Steel Hog. I haven't actually ridden Steel Hog before. I would love to do it. What are your thoughts? You want to you want to go ride something? Well, the the, the shrimp kind of got to me, and um, even though it was half taco, I kind of think I need to digest this a little bit. Um, what about the the Schaefer Queen boat ride here? I I love a good boat ride. Let's head that way. I, you know, uh, I'm gonna try and track down that uh, farmer who took 67 of my tacos to feel like Venmo me or something, but I can, uh, I'll follow you. I'll meet you over there. What do you do for a living when you aren't creating part content? Well, I, uh, I recently, I guess recently, it's six months or so ago at this point, uh, started a new job with a company uh, outside of Charlotte. We produce a lot of live events and we do a lot of the pre-races for NASCAR, um, the other corporate special events. We do some virtual events here and there probably shouldn't name the company but if you look deep enough on me you can probably find it um i do marketing communications for them my title is business communications manager uh so recently you know i've taken over the social media channels kind of breathe new life into them i redesigned their website i'm the kind of the go-between between our office outside of charlotte and the the global headquarters in UK and the U.S. headquarters in New York. So I'm, I'm kind of doing marketing and communications. I think that's the, the best way to do it. But yeah, it's I love it. It's uh, it was something new for me after moving to Charlotte. I was I worked for a family company for about ten years, and I moved uh, again. Going back to the cohabitation question earlier, and um, yeah, I I found the company I'm working with and. I've gotten very lucky. It's a good, I'll say, it's a great team to be a part of, and I'm really lucky to have landed there. What is your favorite thing about that job? Ooh, I kind of answered that already. I cheated a little bit, but the people, the people I work with, is they're they're just. I've got, like I said, a really good team. I'm a part of. It's good because for a while I was working from home, and uh, s- sitting and the guest room of our apartment um not really talking to anybody again my girlfriend was a teacher so she was gone um you know from eight to three every day and i was like working from home and watching a lot of food network as i mentioned earlier so it got a little lonely so i do get to do i've got a little bit of a hybrid work schedule as we kind of emerge from this uh, little global pandemic that we're finally out of maybe hopes hope so anyway um, but yeah we just, yeah, sure. Uh, we're there 
you know, I'm there three days a week and it's, it's just fun showing up, going to work. And, you know, I've gotten to dive into and kind of create some like throwback content because we're celebrating our 35th anniversary this year. And that's been really fun. But yeah, the, the best part is the people. Does that job help you in growing Coaster 101 in any way? Uh, not really. Um, I will say that, you know, at my last job, I did work for a family company and it was, I was doing some marketing and PR and it was helping me grow my skills a little bit. Um, but fortunately, I did have a little bit more leeway and free time. I will put it that way. And it allowed me to kind of do some Coaster 101 content at work, which I can't do as much of now, which I can't really do at all now. Um, I can send out the occasional tweet, but I can't like write full on articles. So, um, but yeah, it's, it definitely, it's honed my skills a little bit. It's, it's taught me a little bit about like managing an audience on social media, but I've been doing that again for eight years at this point. So. So you would say Coaster 101 has helped you with your regular job then? It, it definitely has. Coaster 101 has definitely helped me, um, again, manage an audience, uh, learn to write really quick things on a deadline, um, be a little bit more eloquent in my language, um, just kind of own those uh, AP style skills or whatever style we happen to be using. But yeah, it's, it's Coaster 101 definitely helped me kind of discover this interest in storytelling and marketing and PR because previously I was working for a company whose main focus was events and I am am focused on the events now but I'm doing less of the operations and more of the communications and storytelling and marketing around them as opposed to the the hard work I mean not to say the job isn't as easy but um, my old job I was doing not only the social media and the communications for the event, but I was, you know, filling water coolers and working with volunteers and all sorts of stuff like that. So, yeah, Coaster 101 has definitely kind of helped me develop a skill set. And even with the podcast, it's helped my interviewing skills. I know I say um and again and other things way too much, but it's helped my comfortability with interviews, and that can only be a good thing. So... Coaster 101 on your resume. Yes, it is. Yeah, I. It's when I was applying for jobs, it was a question that was asked about a lot. It's like, what's Coaster 101? And then I have to go into the whole spiel of, we do reviews, news, interviews, and in other words that end in IE or end in EWS. Um, but I, you know, I told you know, tell them all the stuff I told you at the top of this uh, Q and A session. But you know, it's. It is. We. I have the audience growth on there. I have building a social following. I have writing on deadline. All the the necessary resume skills that uh, this unpaid job for the last eight and a half years has taught me. What do your coworkers think of Coaster One Hundred and One? I don't know if my coworkers have figured out the website itself. I am definitely known in the office as the amusement park guy. Um, I've got I've got my uh, Coaster 101 calendar that we do every year, so I've got this little sign on my desk that uh, at Kings Island, or it's from Kings Island that my buddy Justin, who writes for CP Food Blog, picked up, and it says I just want to get to a place financially where I can ride roller coasters all day, 
and that's just like a good mo it's a good mo a good gold to have because I feel like that's just gold for everybody. But yeah, I'm definitely known as the roller coaster guy um, at work. Uh, I've told people I have a podcast because that was like one of my interesting thing, interesting fact icebreakers on my first day, and they're like, "This guy's probably fun at parties." Um, but yeah, I think they're, I think they appreciate that I have a hobby and a passion. Um, I don't believe I'm going to get anybody out to a park anytime soon. I don't think there's going to be any team building exercises at Carowinds, but maybe we'll see. It's only been six months. I, there's there's time. All right, we're here at the Schaefer Queen. I really appreciate you riding this with me, man. I, was, I wasn't ready for those uh, Steel Hog or Tiger, Tiger. Well, the Lost Coaster Superstition Mountains closed too, and he just, yeah. you know, you know that one, especially if you're uh, not feeling it after the shrimp. I mean, this boat ride, it's the 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 uh, rocky shores of Lake Schaefer. Fortunately, it's going to be a pretty smooth time, especially up here on the uh, the open air top deck. So. Let's just sit back, relax. You got any more questions? Yeah. What, what's your favorite social media platform? Uh, it's the same as my favorite iPhone app, Twitter. Um, and this, you know, I say this pre Elon Musk takeover, but right now I feel like I just love Twitter because of its instantaneous reaction and feedback. And if you do Twitter the right way, you sort it by latest as opposed to let their algorithm decide because the Twitter algorithm is a joke. But um yeah i just i love twitter because you can interact you can just throw gifs and memes around i'd love a good gif which that is how you pronounce it I, i'm how i'm gonna pronounce it anyway gif not gif but i think yeah twitter for me especially if i'm in a park i'm it's it's a good way to kind of live blog your day a little bit and you can do it in 280 characters and just keep going beautiful What's your favorite trend on that platform? Oof. All right. Well, this is a roller coaster podcast. I got to give a shout out to Scott and Jack, who's Upstop Media and Thrilling Moment. Those guys are great. If you're not following them, you should do it. But every Tuesday, they've gotten the entirety of Coaster Internet to ignore the posting of the Coaster Cuzzies podcast. <sighs> and sorry, I apologize. But they post these just another trainless Tuesday. That's really funny. I, I love that from a roller coaster focused, as far as other trends on Twitter. Um, I will say I used to be a little bit more political on Twitter during election season. Um, dunking on politicians who said dumb things was a very, was a fun pastime of mine. And I've tried to kind of cut back on that. Um, I'm not saying which side of the uh, which side of the aisle I was dunking on, but you know, the governor of Florida thinks he's going to take over Disney, and that's just not going to happen. But everybody's going to believe it because he's the governor. And anyway, again, this is not the time and place. <laughs> we are here on the Schaefer Queen. We are not talking about politics because this you is, don't do that in mixed company. This is true. So, what is something you'd like to see more out of Twitter? Oh God. Um. I don't want an edit button, believe it or not. I think that's the thing everybody on Twitter wants is an edit button. I think that would just be used and abused terribly. Something I would love to see more of on Twitter is brands just kind of embrace a voice and just be themselves. I mean, there's there's Twitter 
Twitter's a fun platform. And I think brands, I'll use another amusement park example, um, even though Josh Greenberg is leaving SeaWorld, but shout out to Josh, because he gave that park a voice and he made SeaWorld the cool guys again. And, you know, even in fighting with Universal and Duncan on Disney every once in a while, it's just a, you know, I think more brands should have like playful banner and not just be corporate robots and be like, hi, come to our business. We have chicken wings on special today. Um, I think, yeah, that's that to me. I think if, if you get more people using kind of an authentic voice, it's going to result in a more fun platform. It's more fun to interact with um, that. And yeah, it's something something else I'd love to see more uh, more of on the platform is uh, followers to both my personal account and Coaster One Hundred One. That's at Stillwell S T I L W E L L and at Coaster One Hundred One. If you can't spell coaster or write the numbers 101, we've got a problem, but coaster 101 there. That's something I want to see more of. What, what's something you want to see less of on Twitter? Oh, inside the magic tweets. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, that's... I, 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 I'm sure they're nice people. I don't appreciate what they do. Uh, and inside the magic used to be such a great thing, too. I know. Ricky, Ricky we miss you. Come back. Please. <laughs> All right. Who's your favorite follow on the platform? Oh, no, 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 no. This is really tough. My favorite <laughs> follow on the platform is Coaster 101, but that's cheating. Um, I I use Twitter in a different different way than a lot of people. Like, I just I don't follow a ton of accounts. Um, so I use it for sports and theme park updates and news and things like that. I don't have like a go-to like account that I follow. I will say, even though I don't follow it, the dog rates account, which is the, the account that just rates dogs out of like on a scale of one to 10 and it's always like 12 to 15. <laughs> I, everybody loves cute animals. So dog yes. rates is a really, really good Twitter account. Um, but yeah, I'm not a, I don't have like a favorite follower, like a must follow account. I just, I, I enjoy Twitter for what it is, which is the conversation topic. And, um, you know, from the Coaster 101 account, we obviously, we have a lot, we, we follow more people than my personal account. And I see a lot more that goes on and there's a lot of bad out there that, a lot, that goes with a lot of the good, but yeah, I don't really have a favorite follow, but you should, you should definitely follow the dog rates account. If you, uh, like cute animals, what's an underrated Twitter follow. Uh, it is the account at PubSubs underscore on underscore sale. I don't know if you're familiar with the Publix grocery store. Oh, um, I am, yes. A, okay. It is a chain, for those who don't know, got started in Florida. Uh, they are known predominantly for their amazing deli section. And the go-to item that you can't really find a lot of places is a chicken tender sub and this twitter account pub subs on sale pub score pub subs underscore on underscore sale tells you when the chicken tender sub is on sale and it is a surprisingly useful account it does not tweet a bunch um because global supply chain issues have prevented uh chicken tenders from being on sale and at a point where you can discount them for a sandwich, but I will fully admit that like pub stubs were on sale like 10 days ago. And I went to Publix because I saw it on the Twitter account and bought a 
chicken tender sub for lunch. Lived in Atlanta for two and a half years and did not get a chicken. I heard about it. I just never got one. I really missed out. So you're going to come back to the East Coast when? Is it in Pennsylvania? I don't think it is. I don't, I don't think, think it's that so, far no. north. You can go. You can go to Wawa though. Yeah. Or Sheets. Maybe next. Maybe next year. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Um. Hey, real quick. I just I want to make sure that you're seeing what I'm seeing here, because I know we're at Indiana Beach, and this is the kind of nonsense that you would only expect at parks like SeaWorld or Universal Orlando or Silver Dollar City. But is that? shark in the water <laughs> what no way hold yeah. on whoa. whoa that that was a shark it just it jumped out like, it sounded like gordon on amity 3 try the grenade launcher it's whoa he's eating the farmer who ate the tacos justice <laughs> take that man you're not gonna get that venmo money though nah it's all right this was this is worth it i got bored all of a sudden even though i just watched a shark eat a guy I'm um, looking at my phone here, and there's some questions here that on this here phone that people want to ask you from the internet. All right, let's um, let's do it. These are unedited and just real. So here we go. Uh, the first question is, how much for them feet pics? <laughs> um, I, did these really come from the internet? Because I got an idea who that came from. If if so, these did come from the internet. All right. Well, anyway. Was that drunk riders? Had to have been drunk riders. It was not. It was a filthy casual Kyle coaster coaster oh. guy. All right, fair enough. Cool. Um, I don't know. What do you want to pay for the feed picks? We will uh, slide into the DMs. We'll talk about this. I don't. I don't think I have particularly nice feet, but if, if some people are into that, and if I can make a quick buck for taking pictures of my feet, whatever. No, hashtag no free feet. No free feet. I mean, yeah. yeah. I don't know, five dollars. <laughs> I might give you five dollars for that. That's that's uh, a little weird, but yeah, I'll, anyway. I'll move on. I'll move on. Uh, but what's your 69th best coaster? Oh man, I don't rank them that that in depth. Uh, so let's let's come up with something here. We're gonna go with 69 out of 259. So how about we say Timberwolf at Worlds of Fun? Because I know you, I know you love Worlds of Fun, but. Let's say Timberwolf. My favorite place. <laughs> What's your favorite type of coaster? B&M, Hyper, or Giga. That's, that's easy. Even though I can't fit on them right now, um, I love the smoothness and the speed of a B&M, Hyper, or Giga. Have you only ridden 101 roller coasters? No. 259, and hopefully by the time this comes out, that number will have increased by two or three. So we'll, we shall see. The race to 300 is on on the Coaster 101 team, and I don't think I'm going to win, but I'm going to come close. Good. Who is the true Coaster capital of the South? All right. So we gotta, I got to think on this because you got to you have to define what is the South, and if Florida is the South, and if – you know, if, if Texas, Texas is in, south. is Texas the South? Um, I'm, let me just, let me take the cop out answer here. Uh, we're going to go with the coaster capital where the Carolinas come together at Carowinds. There's so much good going on at Carowinds. They've got an incredible lineup there. I don't, I don't think, you know, they don't have the most, but they're definitely in the top 10 with 
quantity. So let's call let's call Carowinds, and that way nobody can really get mad at me if I say something that's not Carowinds. What's crazy about that park? I remember 10, 15 years ago, looking at that coaster lineup and saying, "I'll never go to Carowinds." Yeah. It's it's blown up in the last seven seven or so years ever since Fury opened. Beautiful. All right. Well, we saw a guy get eaten by a shark. You told us that feet picks are five dollars and that people can DM you. Um, excellent. So uh, I think I'm feeling better, especially okay. after the farmer got me. Um, so yeah, I mean, we can go to which ride we want to go to. Well, I could do Steel Hog, but you know, Lost Coasters right here. We can we can sit in this minecart, look at that skeleton, and uh, you know, just have a grand old time. But I'm I'm up for whatever. This is again, we're here at Indiana Beach the uh, place where the Indianans come together that's not Holiday World. Um, you know, let's let's go get on Lost Coast for Superstition Mountain. That's a good one. It's a good time. That's good. It's reopened again, so we're good. All right. While we're waiting in this very tiny line next to all yes. these strangers, uh, are you a fan of professional wrestling? That is, I, I am a mark for professional wrestling, and it's it is something that I've just I've casually watched for years, and you know, coming from North Carolina, it's a little bit of a professional wrestling hotbed. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a professional wrestling fan. Say what you want about it being fake, so is pretty much everything else on TV. So if you can just get into the story and kind of lose yourself in the story, it's a really good time. Who's your favorite wrestler right now? All right, my favorite wrestler right now. This is this is tough, but. I think somebody who is doing really, really good work on the mic right now, not specifically in the ring, because again, you got to get immersed in the story, is MJF with AEW. He is the best talker since probably Stone Cold Steve Austin. And some of the stuff he says just to get nonsensical cheap hate, calling places mid and things like that, he is, uh, he's a really good talker. He's probably, um, He's definitely one of my favorites right now. Who's the best wrestler of all time? Oh God, best wrestler of all time. It's the subject. It's a subjective question, and I feel like if you go for a newer guy, and you know somebody who's more recent, then you lose all your credibility. But I think the best wrestler of all time, I gotta go with The Rock. He can talk. He has charisma. I got to see The Rock live in Miami after. Um, the Royal Rumble was in Orlando like five, six years ago. And The Rock went off script and he burned the American Airlines center to the ground that night. That was how hot it was there. It was awesome. So good. What's the best finishing move? So I don't even think he uses it as the finishing move. But Sami Zayn, and there, I'm sure there's other people, uh, El Generico for the indie wrestling heads out there. He uses the blue thunder bomb as kind of like a, I think the wrestling video games call it, a, call it a signature move. It looks super dope, and he doesn't even get the pin with it ever, because he does the hell of a kick or whatever it is. But yeah, the blue thunder bomb looks awesome. But I also got to give a quick shout out to my Wark County, North Carolina native, Jeff Hardy, because I always would imitate him on a trampoline doing a swanton bomb. So, you know. Swanton Bomb, Twist of Fate, Matt and Jeff, they went to uh, the rival high school of mine in Moore County, North Carolina. Again, I'm not going to name the high school, but Google it if you want to. Um, 
So, yeah, got a shout out to those guys as well. Who's your most hated wrestler of all time? I just, oh, I don't get, and there's nothing against the guy. I don't get what they're doing with Roman Reigns right now. Like, they've built him to be this guy who's just, like, unbeatable. But, like, he played college football at Georgia Tech. Like, he was clearly beatable, and, you know, you had three options to beat him, and most people did. Uh, that was a triple option joke for fans of college football. Um, but, yeah, I just I don't get what they're doing with Roman Reigns right now. I don't really hate hate anybody. Um, there's nobody, like, like, I get into the story, obviously, but I'm not going to be, like, just angry at, at somebody for doing their job and getting paid to do it. It's just not – that's not the way I am. What are your thoughts on Pat McAfee doing WrestleMania? Pat McAfee is one of the best things that has happened to professional wrestling in like the last 10 years. His his charisma is off the charts. The way he like dances during the Nakamura entrance on SmackDown with uh, Rick Boogs playing guitar. It is just, it is amazing that, you know, he can just do what he wants and he can say what he wants and his just charisma feels authentic and infectious. And, you know, he had a match with, I think the guy's name is Theory or was supposed to be Vince McMahon or whatever. I didn't watch WrestleMania this year. It was the same night of the Duke UNC Final Four game. And I was like, I can't, I can't do this. But McAfee and pro wrestling were made for each other. He's a great talker and... Again, he's probably like this generation's like Bobby the Brain, Heenan, or Mean Gene Oakland. He is just that good of a commentator. It gets me going, man. I I I never listen, never been really a wrestling fan. Always been a McAfee fan since like he was a punter. Him and I followed each other for years, like since like 2012 on Twitter. And like just to see him in wrestling is just so fun. Like he gets that, me interested in wrestling. That's awesome. Yeah. Does he still follow you? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty You've got to get him to do one of these. I think he would really appreciate the 69 questions. Yeah, I think he would too. For the brand. <laughs> All right, looks like we're next up to ride Lost Coast or Superstition Mountain. You ready for them to strap us in this cage and put these, uh, put these, whatever they are, lap bars over us? I don't know. These are yeah. the weirdest coaster trains I've ever seen in my life. I'm really glad we're sitting backwards in this thing. This is going to be a great time. For sure. Yeah, it's, it's really weird that those two seats across the way are completely empty and we're sitting next to each other like bus seats. But you know what? We're just going to do it. We're going to do it live. Here we go. We're going up this elevator lift. Um, how long have you been in the coaster community? Oh, coaster community, I feel like it's a weird term. I mean, I, obviously, I know the communities here. Um, I would say, let's say five years. I mean, I was riding for Coaster 101, but wasn't really interacting with people. Like, I, we'd go to parks and very much keep to ourselves like we still do because you know we're socially awkward people who talk about roller coasters on the internet but um being part of the community and actually like meeting people um probably goes back to 2017 when i did my first trip to iapa um and then 2019 actually i really you know met a couple of guys that was you know marcus from the drunk riders and andrew hyde and these people you follow on twitter who you just talk to for you know again twitter you just ping them back and forth nonsense and then you just meet them and they're just good people like that's that is a really so yeah i had three to five years that i would i would say i'm in depth in the community but like 
I started counting my coaster creds when I started writing for Coaster 101 and 13. I feel like that's a rite of passage. I think so. Yeah. What's your favorite thing about the community? Um, I, I appreciate that we all have the same passion. Uh, admittedly, we all show it in different ways, but we all can unite around this really weird niche thing that's, you know, it's got a little bit of a stigma to it. It's like Disney adults, but it's like roller coaster adults. But I do appreciate that there's like a good group of people with who have common interests in roller coasters, but they also have other similar interests. I know like, you know, we talk about barbecue or sports or whatever, and it's just like if it weren't for roller coasters, like I wouldn't wouldn't know who any of these people were. What wears you out about the community? <laughs> um, what wears me out about the community is um, there's, as I mentioned, there there are a lot of people who are very passionate about this community, and sometimes that passion turns into something that's just kind of turns into you being an asshole, and uh, the assholes in the community are the things that tire me the most in the community. Um, I'm not going to name names, um, but if you're a coaster enthusiast, you probably know who some of these people are, and I'm, again... I try to like everybody. I try to get along with everybody, but there are just there are a couple of um, people out there who rub me the wrong way, and I, you know, it's again I I try to like everybody. I try to give everybody the benefit of the doubt, but if you're just gonna be a dick, I don't. I have no tolerance for that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like that's that's the easy way. If you if you're low key, you're chill about coasters. You like to have a good time cool let's hang out if you're like i only i only have 714 granites and none of them are on wacky worms it's like dude shut up nobody cares yeah you're missing out on the joy if you're not riding wacky worms exactly all right if you could change one thing about the community what would it be those people (laughs) what is overhyped in the community those people (laughs) no i'm kidding um the things that are overhyped in the community is um, the the love for certain rides, and if you don't agree with them, you're like an outcast in this community. It's like love, love what you love. Like again, I could go, I could go to Cedar Point. One of my favorite rides at Cedar Point is Gemini, and it's criminally underrated, but. I, maybe because I didn't fit in Steel Vengeance, I'm still bitter. But like Gemini was great, Maverick was great. I don't get the hype on Millennium Force, Top Girl Dragster, or Steel Vengeance, but I haven't ridden two of those. So one of our biggest goals at Coaster Cuzzies: talk about what you like to talk about. Exactly. You know, it, it's again, we all love this hobby for a reason. Be passionate about it. But at the end of the day, it's theme parks and roller coasters. It's supposed to be fun. Have fun. What is underrated? In the coaster community. Underrated in the coaster community, coaster101.com. Thank you. Um, no. This guy's got all the plugs. <laughs> I, I know. I'm, I'm just a plug machine. You you knew what you were getting into having me on this podcast. I did know. I did know. It's okay. But what's underrated in the community, again, is that kind of sense of camaraderie. And it's not necessarily amongst the diehards, you know, the acers of the world. Lovely people. I don't have any issues with an ace. I've been a card-carrying ace member for a while. But, you know, again, guys like 
you guys like hide from in the loop guys like the drunk riders they're just good dudes who we all have the same hobby and passion and there's a camaraderie that's built around that and so you know we can make jokes about you know i can come on your tiktok and i can just make jokes about whatever you're talking about and it's just it's men and good fun or i can tweet jokes to you know the drunk riders about fazoli sponsoring their podcast it's just like i think the, the sense of camaraderie which again we we all have this passion but the sense of camaraderie that comes out of it is um i feel like pretty underrated overall in the coaster community who's someone in the community deserves a shout out Coaster Bro from Coaster Cuzzies on TikTok. Be a roller coaster enthusiast. Follow him on TikTok. All right. Well, we're, we we finally made it to the break run again. I think we were a little heavily weighted to one side and we were flying around those turns on Lost Coaster Superstition Mountain. What'd you think of the ride? Um, it was great. Did you did you see the polar bear? What? There was no the, polar bear. I, I didn't see a polar bear. Oh, maybe okay. it, maybe maybe it was there. I don't, know. It was, I don't know. We saw a shark in the water earlier. It could be anything. I was really just, I was distracted by the smell of the tacos and I'm still mad at that guy, even though he got eaten by the shark, but <laughs> I am, uh, I'm still mad at him for taking 67 of my tacos. Yeah. Uh, I'm. He ate them all too, before he got eaten. I'm still, yeah, that guy sucks. Yeah. I didn't really like and him. That's all right. It is what it is. He probably writes for inside the magic. Probably does. <laughs> Okay, got a last few questions here. Oh. La- last 10 questions. What's the best restaurant you've ever eaten at? All right. In North Carolina, we are we are very proud of our barbecue. And I will throw a shameless plug to um, the Pinehurst Barbecue Fam- or Pinehurst Barbecue Festival, which my family runs and operates in Pinehurst over Labor Day weekend. PinehurstBarbecueFestival.com. Go check that out. Um, but recently... Again, I like to eat, but recently I had a really, really good meal of barbecue at this place called Prime Barbecue in Nightdale, North Carolina. Uh, really good brisket, really good pulled pork, um, really good wings, actually, too. So that was that was a really, really good meal. Um, for those who have no idea what I'm talking about, it's like just outside of Raleigh, which is the state capital of North Carolina, like 20 minutes outside of Raleigh. Um, but yeah, Prime Barbecue, the Pitmasters, Christopher Prieto, He's actually headlining the Pinehurst Barbecue Festival this year. And I'm not just saying it was that good because he's headlining the festival, but it was really good. And he was on uh, season two of Barbecue Brawl on the Food Network. So, again, we're, all these questions are connected. But, yeah, that meal at Prime Barbecue, that was a game changer. What's the best dessert out there? All right. I'm not a huge dessert guy. Um my mom, though, she makes what she calls an apple dump cake, which is like apples, cake mix, and butter. It was so, it's so good. It's so good. You you you're giving me this look like you're really confused, but you know what? You got you can't knock until you try it. Picture like a snickerdoodle cookie, but like apple flavored. Well, ice cream, a whip, a whipped cream on top. Mm-hmm. I get down with that. Yes. What's your favorite dish to cook? I admittedly, I'm not the most uh, adept in the kitchen. My girlfriend does majority of the cooking, so I will uh, replace this with a dish that I really enjoy when she cooks because it's really, really good. Uh, she has this sun-dried tomato 
chicken orzo dish with cream and white wine and spinach and basil and mozzarella cheese. So good. And that is fantastic. And she also does Brussels sprouts really well, like oven roast Brussels sprouts with goat cheese and uh, dried cranberries. I was not a Brussels sprout fan for the longest time, but she has uh, made me a believer for sure. My wife did the same thing. Really? With Brussels sprouts. I used to hate them. Trick, yeah, tricking, us eating, tricking us into eating vegetables. I cannot believe it. <laughs> uh, what's a theme park you're not in a hurry to get back to? Uh, what, Camden Park in West Virginia. It was, uh, it was a, a very quick... I drove up to Cincinnati for a wedding last year, and uh, it's part of that. I, we came back a different way and was able to stop at Camden Park. Uh, got my ticket got the four coaster credits because Haunted House is absolutely a coaster credit. Be a roller coaster enthusiast. Count those dark rides as coasters. Um, but yeah, I was in and out in about 50 minutes and I have zero desire to go back. I'm visiting that park for the first time this summer and I'm planning an hour. Yeah, it's, an hour is safe and then you can go to the, uh, the sheets right down the road and get lunch. There you go. What's a cause that is close to your heart. Give Kids the World is a charity that I love. And for those who don't know, um, I'm sure, again, with a primarily amusement park-focused audience, you guys probably know what I'm talking about, but it's this organization that provides um, sick, ch- critically sick and ill children and their families cost-free Orlando vacations. They've got this village that's south of Orlando that has all of these handicapable accessible attractions um handicapable accessible accessible villas they do a lot of work with make-a-wish but that's a cause that is near and dear to our heart um we got linked up with them a couple years ago just because we wanted a charity and to do some stuff with with coaster 101 to make us you know make us feel good something to donate some money to just to prove that you know we're more than just your typical roller coaster website like we do charitable work and things like that but the the connections we've made with give kids the world and seeing the impact we have on our calendar sales and you know in time we've raised close to ten thousand dollars in the last five years for give kids the world through coasting for kids and calendar sales and donations from our tea public and things like that and seeing that kind of firsthand and hearing hearing about the wish kids and you know my mom had um it was her friend's um, son and daughter-in-law, I believe. Um, they had two twins that had this just extremely rare birth defect. And, you know, unfortunately, they have both passed, but they both got trips to give kids the world. And I got to see that through, like, the mom's Instagram. And I'm like, this is this is a cause that is definitely near and dear to our heart. And I'm actually uh, getting ready to volunteer, uh, give kids the world, doing a bus tour. Uh a dozen parks or so up and down the east coast and uh they're coming to carowinds and i'm you know gonna take my saturday morning and i'm gonna volunteer with the families either checking i don't know exactly what i'm doing yet but i was as soon as i heard they were coming to carowinds i reached out to my contact gift as well i was like i want to volunteer like i don't care what i'm doing i don't care if i'm like getting water for you during the day like but i want to volunteer just because you know, being in North Carolina, I haven't gotten down to give kids the world 
And if I lived closer, I would volunteer and do all that good stuff. But I wanted, you know, with my time and, you know, financially as well, I think it's it's important to have a cause that's near and dear to your heart. And obviously um, anything that can kind of allow these families to escape the realities of their children's illness uh, to me is a, it's a win-win. So that's just, that's, that is a cause that is near and dear to my heart. And yeah, you, we've got this, we're way late into this podcast right now, but I, I could just talk about being passionate about Give Kids the World for a long time. What's an activity you wish you were talented enough to do? I wish, I, I wish I had a better singing voice. Singing voice is awful. Can't carry a tune in a bucket. Um, but yeah, I wish, I wish I could, wish I could sing and wish I had the, uh, ability to tell stand-up comedy like tell jokes i think that'd be fun what's a guilty pleasure of yours below deck on the bravo network is it's a show my girlfriend has gotten me into and it follows these people who work on a yacht it's like basically like real world working on a yacht and um that's it's become appointment television for us where it's just like again pro wrestling sports food network show on bravo so that's that to me is a, it is a guilty pleasure and i just like kind of shake my head at these people i'm like the guests the, the crew you know it's scripted for tv drama i'm sure but it's uh that's definitely a guilty pleasure of mine what is your favorite theme park memory all right so last year at coaster stock at king's island it's my first year going to that event and I found out they were giving away a social media rock star award. And so we, it was four of us from the Coaster 101 team who went. And I was like, I'm going to win that damn award. Um, allegedly, the same guy has won it year after year. He'll probably win it again because I'm not able to make it back this year to defend my title. But we were just, you know, the two days at Coaster Stock with, you know, coming out of the pandemic and spending time with a couple of my buddies on the Coaster 101 team and tweeting and these behind the scenes tours and everything that was going on in the park that weekend. Um, that was really special. And then obviously they had the award ceremony at the end and they called my name and I got to go up and I got a piece, I got the trophy, which is a piece of the racer, I believe. Yeah, because after uh, Gravity Group retracted, it's the piece of the racer with an Eiffel Tower on top of it. I still have it. You can't see it because my screen's blurred, but it's on the shelf behind me. But that is, that's got to be up there with my favorite theme park memories. That's great. Yes. Oh, oh my God, that that shark is back. He, he this seems is to not be... Silver Dollar City. Sharks do not exist in Indiana. I don't. How did it get here? What's happening? I think he's gesturing at you to to hop on him. Um, he's got to pay five dollars for the feed picks first if he's gonna if we're gonna do this. But um, you know maybe I'll dig in and I'll grab the wallet of the guy he ate and we'll uh, maybe maybe I'll just ride this shark off into the sunset. Who knows? Maybe it'll get me to Silver Dollar City for the first time as it goes home. Maybe so. But I mean, you're on the shark now. Um, but we have three more questions before you guys ride off. Let's let's do it. A rapid fire. I'm on it. All right, you've gone. You've died and gone to heaven. You can take one flat ride with you. What flat ride are you taking with you? Okay, I'm gonna take every inclination of a spinning teacups ride with me, 
so the rest of society doesn't have to ride it. That's very noble of you. Yes. I don't like those rides. I don't think anybody should be subject to those rides. Uh, it's just spin and puke because it's not my way of enjoyment. What dark ride are you taking with you? Okay, well, this one's selfish for me because I just want to continue to ride Men in Black Alien Attack Universal Studios. That is my favorite dark ride. Um, it would go up there because the good news is Knights and White Satin, the trip, already up there. Rest mm. in peace to Hard Rock Park. But uh, pour one out for the Moody Blues, Knights and White Satin. So I will have two of the best dark rides up there with me. Forgot that was already up there. Yes. And what roller coaster are you taking with you? Fury three two five, easy. Another another selfish answer. If 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 I'm the only one who gets to ride it, maybe I will in heaven. I will lose the uh, the weight in the thighs and I'll be able to get on it and ride whenever I want. You can ride with the farmer. That's true. I gotta I gotta. Is he in heaven? Do we need to have this theological conversation right now? You're right. There's no way he's in heaven. No, he stole sixty-seven tacos for his entire extended family. I don't get it. It's, it's crazy. I don't... All right. Uh, uh, well, um, you know, Coaster Bro, this has been fun, but uh, I'm going to hop aboard my uh, shark here. We're going to go say goodbye to Gordon on Amity 3. Um, it's Captain Jake's Amity Boat Tours. We are the best. That's because we're the only scenic shark tour on Lake Schaefer. But I got to go. This has been fun. And if you're from Indiana Beach and you're listening to this, I was not making fun of your park. I promise. I'm really happy you guys won Park Mania. And I can't say I was rooting for you because I was running the competition. But I did make a plan to stop the voting once I saw that the voting was crazy to kind of defend you guys. So just that got to count for something, right? Anyway, got to ride the shark. Bye. See you, Andrew. Thank you so much.